All right, now I'm recording. Coming back to share my screen. All right. And then, you know, it tells ourselves that it has to be hard. So first of all, I wanted to say that, you know what, it's, it's not your fault. We were raised in diet culture. I was raised in diet culture and we've just been indoctrinated. You know, I feel like our generation was the first generation that there was like, an, I feel like there was like a new diet every 20 minutes. You know, it was from, I can't remember. It was like, you know, that ma master cleanse diet to the zone diet to um, Atkins to South Beach the cabbage soup diet, the special K diet. I mean, I could feel like there was, if there was a diet to be had, somebody came up with it and, and shared it um, with the world. So we've been indoctrinated into it. And so like, if you want to, you know, save yourself from yourself, like here's, here's where we are. We need to save ourselves from ourselves. We got a lot of knowledge up here and a lot of it is really good knowledge. And a lot of it is just kind of like garbage that we just kind of been holding on to because it worked for us maybe five years ago, maybe 20 years ago, but we need to start breaking free of that. And so for me, over the past 15 years, I've worked with hundreds of women and helping them get through, either start working out, become a fitness competitor, to just being like, how do I just live a happy, healthy lifestyle? How do I create habits that I don't feel like I need to continually do that? And you know, it could be something from, I haven't worn a bathing suit in seven years. That was one of my clients to, you know, finally breaking free of her binge addiction um, with food. So tonight I'm going to have you ask you to have the courage to unlearn the things that diet culture has taught us. And tonight I want to sh um, share with you to like, stop thinking about trying to find the perfect plan because there is no good food, bad food. There is no good food, bad food list. That that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And what I want us to find is, I, I call it a new GPS, right? Um, and it's a way that, I use Waze. Does anyone here use Waze? And you know how like with Waze, it, and sometimes it takes us on, I've lived in my town for over 20 years. And sometimes Waze takes me on a street that I have never been on in 20 years. And I'm like, whoa, that's where that street gets you to? That's pretty impressive. And I would have never gone down that street. And so I want us to start to think about how we use GPS. And so there's four, four ways that I see people um, using GPS. You know, like how many of you, like you, you, you type in where you want to go and GPS, you know, calculates it. And then they, they start sending you down the route, right? Start sending you down the route and you say, and you kind of look at it. And some of you jump at the chance. You're like, hey. It's going to get me there. If, if I take this route, it's going to get me there faster. And that's the same with weight loss, right? Because some of you are like, you know, this is the, this is the path. This is how it has to be. This is the way it, it has to go. And so it requires us to shift our mindset to be like, you know what? Maybe I don't know everything. Maybe this isn't the path. And so some of you are going to have, you know, I, I call them, you have like four different mindsets. And so some of you have what I call a rigid mindset. So you'll look at the, the GPS coordinates and you'll be like, why are they taking us this way? That's, that's not how you go there. This is the way I've always gone. And, and you kind of, and you, and you blow, and you blow it off, right? You're just like, you know, better, or you see it and you're like, Ooh, going down that road, going down here. Oh, I don't know if that's, if that's a good way. And you're a little bit hesitant that because you, you want certainty that it's going, that you're going to get to where you want to go. The other one is like, well, what happens if I come up with roadblocks? You know, what if I take this path and there's still traffic? What, what, what do I do then? And then finally, you know, you have those people who are like, you know what, if I can get there in an hour and a half versus an hour and 45, I'm going to take the route and I'm just going to go and like, Jesus, take the wheel. Right. So it's like, you have to decide right now after hearing that, you know, what, um, what mindset are you right? So if you can write in, um, 
if you could write in the chat what your mindset is, that would be great. So let me stop sharing so I can see what you guys are writing. Oh, here, I can see it. Perfect. You said you would show me the chat, and now you're show, not showing me the chat. All right, let me stop sharing so I can see the chat. Roadblocks. Yeah, a lot of people. Anyone else coming up with roadblocks? So it's either you got roadblocks, you can just say, let me go, rigid, or resistance. So Cynthia, your roadblocks, and then working on release for the little roadblocks. Nice. I'm always trying. <laughs> Sherry, that's you and me. I am always late, and I will take any shortcut I can get. If I can save three minutes, I'm down. <laughs> I am. I am absolutely with you. All right, let's get back to the chair. All right, so you're in the right spot tonight. You're, you're in the right spot tonight if you are, you're ready, right? You wanna get clear. You wanna get clear of like, what are the steps that you need to take to lose the belly fat? You wanna finally have the courage to, do something different, think something different, you know, have a new idea presented to you that you're like, huh, I never thought about it in that way. And then you're committed, right? You're committed that even if you're not going to get results tomorrow, you're committed that you're like, you know what, I can see a path through here, just like GPS, right? If I punch in that I want to go from Boston to California, you're like, you know what, I can see the path, but I'm not, I know I'm not going to get to California overnight. And then finally, you know, everything comes down to consistency, right? What can I ask and ask myself, like, what can I consistently do? Not what can I consistently do when life is good, when I'm not busy, when it's not the holidays, when, 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 what can I consistently do regardless of what's happening in my life, right? What can I sign myself up for that I can always make sure that I get done? And so if you've been working on, you know, if you've been working on this for a while, I've been doing this for 10, for 10 years and it boils down to three things, right? Like I've, as I kind of zoomed out, I'm like, what were the things that had to change in order for my body to change? And it comes down to three things. This is how you fix it, right? So it's, it came up with these three, what I call the three codes of belly fat. And the first one is our choices. Like in choice, and you'll see further into this, this choice, kind of is the biggest arm of the belly fat code. And that's what drives the rest of it because our choices lead into what I call our code. This is what your programming is. You know, if you, uh, I'm married to a computer engineer. So when they write code, right, that says this is how, how something's supposed to do, how Zoom is supposed to work, how my a presentation is supposed to, you know, show up on the screen. That's what you're going to have. You're going to have your own personal code that's going to work for you regardless of what's going on, regardless of your, how much time you have, regardless of like, you know, if you have a Kiwi at the grocery store and you don't versus not having a Kiwi. And then ultimately, how do we build this code so that you have so some consistency? So it's not dieting. It's just, this is who I am. This is how I live. And you it's not like something you have to think about. It's not something that you have to focus on. So right here is the overview of the belly fat code, right? So as I kind of sat down and I said to myself, like, how, how does this work? And I just um, literally just mind mapped all of the varying pieces. So there is a method to the madness, right? There's a method to the madness. And based on you, it's like, where do we drill in with you, right? It's, oops, it's where do, where do we, where do we drill in with you on this? Like what, 
what makes the most sense for you as we walk through the belly fat code. You know, on the left-hand side of the screen is what I talked about in the podcast, you know, what causes belly fat, right? And it was, and there were three causes, right? It was, um, it was three causes. It was blood sugar, it was over or under eating, and it was, those are the three things that were the kind of the predecessors of belly fat. And then on this side, it's like, okay, now that, now that we, it's, I think about it as, a, as an algebra equation. So now that we know what the potential causes are, how do we solve that for ourselves, right? So that we can start to chip away, um, we can start to chip away at our, chip away at our belly fat. So I had this question, um, I had this question about what the hell is belly fat, right? And so, first of all, this picture right here uh, is a scan of your body. So it will sh it shows your internal fat and visceral fat. That's your internal fat. That is the fat that you know how I want you to think about it like this. It's like, um, do you ever get like a, a package with like peanuts in it? And like the peanuts are just so like woven into whatever you have in the bag. That's visceral fat. Visceral fat gets in and around your organs. And that is dangerous because it creates its own, um, it, it creates what they're called cytokines. And this is what gets pushed out into your bloodstream and it can cause a whole host of things. It could cause fatty liver disease, gallbladder, sleep apnea, um, insulin sensitivity, blood pressure. Um, it could toss a lot of extra fat into your bloodstream, which is um, one of the reasons why women over the age of 45, we have higher instances of cardiac arrest because of these things that are floating around in our body. Um, and just, just yesterday or the day before today, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. Did you ever see the movie um, Julia, Julia and Julia, um, where this woman? Um, it was from probably about maybe ten years ago. Um, she attempted to cook all of the recipes from Julia Child, and so it got it was, a, it was a blog. It got turned into a book, and so on and so forth. Well, the woman who did it, she died of a heart attack, forty nine years old, and so. This is some of the reasons why visceral fat is something that we need to pay attention to. The second kind of fat is subcutaneous fat. And that's the fat that I, I can't remember what, it was a commercial and the, it was like, can you pinch an inch, right? That was a commercial. Subcutaneous fat, that's what it is. Can you pinch an inch? For us, it's mostly the unsightly pieces of fat. It's the, you know, it's our muffin top. It's the stuff that like, we're just like, I just want this gone and gone and over with. Um, so how do you fight this? How do you, how do you, how do you fight that? And so the other question I got was, can visceral fat turn into subcutaneous fat? So what happens is subcutaneous fat happens and think about like subcutaneous fat has its purpose for us. Like bears put on a lot of subcutaneous fat in the right now, so they can go hibernate so that they have excess energy. So they don't have to go out foraging in the wintertime. That's what subcutaneous fat does for us humans as well. But when we get too much of it, that's when it starts to um, spill into the uh, crevices between our organs. So tonight's focus is how do we how do we fight that? So the first place choices, right? You know, choices is a pretty obvious place to start. And so we think that we think that it's like good food, bad food. Like I need to have this list and I must commit this list to memory. And then, you know, it's like, or I have to restrict certain food groups. Um, and, you know, if I don't restrict food groups, it's going to bite me in the ass. And then I got to use willpower. And then when that willpower battery runs dry, we all know all hell seems to break loose when that, when that happens. So what happens here is that we, we have to get clear about what are the changes that we need to make that are going to actually move the needle to fix the changes, to fix all the changes. You know, we try to fix all the changes at once, but then we get overwhelmed and then we just stop, right? That always seems, this always seems to happen. Um, 
our current thinking is that like, I have to go harder. I got to get a new program. I'm going to go back to something I did 10 years ago because it worked. And then it didn't, then it doesn't work. Right. Cause if it worked, if it worked, why would I have to go back to it? So why is it keeping you stuck? Right. You know, I've been in your shoes. I'm stubborn. And I think I know what I know. I think I, like, I was like, well, this is maybe this tweak, maybe that tweak, maybe this tweak. And it's like, I just literally was just regurgitating the same program, but I just was making it harder on myself. I was chasing my tail, spinning my tail and, you know, going hard. Is not the only way following a program? Isn't the only way because you need a forever plan. You need a plan that's going to ebb and flow with your life because what I could do at 35, what I could do at 30 ain't what I want to do now, right? I absolutely don't want to go back to two hours of the gym. That is just death on a stick for me. But if you like that, great. And we'll talk about that. But I know I don't want to go back to that. I know I don't want to go back to, I ate in this like small little box. I don't want to go back to that. And if that's something that you want, I'm going to ask you to tap out now because that's just not what this is that this is not what that's about. You know, we've heard this over and over and over again. Um, we've heard that over and over again, that like, I have to follow a plan. I have to follow a program, but like, you know, I'm going to go back to that GPS pro example. If you want a new road, you gotta, you got, you gotta be able to figure out how to get there faster. You gotta be able to figure out a new route that's going to take you there and never think about, you know, and think about maybe I'm going to find a different part of town. Maybe you're going to figure out a new way to get there that I never thought of or find a new highway. I mean, who knows? You might find a new coffee shop on, on the way there. And, you know, think about it. You know, does everybody who follows a diet to the letter get the results they want? Or more importantly, do they get to keep the results they want? You know, the, uh, I remember my mentor said this to me, the way you get to your goal is the way you keep your goal. And you could go hard or you could go fast, but you can't go fast and hard. And I remember she said that to me. And at the time I was like, you don't know. And I was like, dang it. She knew, right? So like, this isn't for the short term. This is for you. If you, you're done working your tail off, you're done, you know, chasing your tail. Um, and so like what, mo what most women don't realize is that working hard and being successful is like using your GPS, but never letting you, never letting it tell you what to do. You know, it's on there, but you just keep letting it reroute you because you're like, I know the way. And so what do most successful people, what do most successful women have in common? They are clear about what they want, right? They know what they're, they are focused on what they want as their outcome. And they know how their choices impact their outcomes, right? Your choices are moving you towards or away from your goal. But the best way to understand uh, choices is to figure out how do I navigate the middle, right? So I think about, you know, that continuum of, of a scale of one to 10. And I think life should be somewhere between a five and a seven, right? Like one is like, I'm so restrictive that I'm just like living in this like box. And then 10 being, I'm in the fuck it, like, bring it on. I'll eat, drink, whatever the hell I want. And being able to come in that five to seven so that when I want to go on a vacation, I might be living at a seven, but all I have to do is move back to a five, change a few things. And then I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to live here until, you know, I, I, I have that goal. And then I can expand out to a seven and then get back to a five Then come to, you know, go back to a five, but going back and forth between that five and the seven, where I don't feel like I'm restricted, but I don't feel like I'm in that, like, you know, release the hounds um, spaces. And so this is for when I'm in this place, I don't feel like I have to ever give up. I don't ever feel like, oh my God, I'm so stuck in a, in a place because, you know, choices happen before I open my mouth, right? Choices happen in the morning when I decide this is what the day is going to, how the day is going to unfold for me, right? So when it comes to cho choices, we have decisions and we have choices. And so we have decisions and we have choices. And so when I live in an abundance mindset, that, that tells me there is more food available. Some of us live in this FOMO, like 
if I don't have this food right now, I'm never going to have this again. You know, right now it's Halloween. If I don't have this Hershey bar right now, I'm never going to have this Hershey bar again. Is Hershey going out of business? I mean, because if I, I mean, if they are, tell me, because I, I, I haven't heard it. But if they are going out of business, let me know. Hershey's not going out of business. You can go anywhere and get a freaking Hershey bar or a Snicker bar or Skittles or whatever. It's not going out of stock. It's, they're, they're not going, they're not going out of business. It's not this like rare thing that you have. Um, in Florida, they have like stone crab and it's like a specific season that it's only, I think it's only a couple weeks long, but it's like, that is, that's very different. It's only available for this small window of time. Skittles, you can get any damn time you want. Like I haven't heard there being a, a Skittles, a Skittles outbreak and you can't get any Skittles, you know, or so many of us kind of also like romanticize food and that when we go to a certain place, we have to eat a certain thing. So if I go to the movies, I got to get the big popcorn with some milk duds or whatever it is that you get, because that's what you get at the movies or I'm going out for coffee and I got to get the Vente Trente. I think the, is it the Trenta Trenta. I get, cause I always get the Trenta, right. And that's what I do. Or you go to a buffet and you're like, I'm going to borrow someone's maternity pants because I'm at the buffet. And so you kind of just make the decision that because you're going to this particular place, this is how it has to be. And, you know, for us here, the holidays are coming up. It's the holidays. I haven't seen anybody in a while. It's time to, to I'll see you in January. Catch me in January, right? Cause we have this rush of excitement for food. But ask yourself, could I get that food any day of the year, right? It's Thanksgiving time. Could I make a turkey and stuffing any day of the year? Yes. That might be hard to find a turkey, but I could. I'm sure there's stores out there that sell turkeys year round, but like, it's not impossible for you to have turkey stuffing and all the other, you know, Thanksgiving accoutrements. So again, it's like, do I have to give that up? No, but how do I navigate the middle, right? Do I need to get the large popcorn the size of my head? Or can I be happy with a smaller popcorn that I share with someone? Do I have to get the Trenta drink or can I just get a grande? When I go to the buffet, can I just say, you know what? I don't need to have a sample of everything at, at the buffet. You know, so it's like, we have to kind of start to ask ourselves, right? Thinking about in our, thinking about our decisions. Because, you know, why is this a problem? It's because, if we don't become more mindful and we don't stop romanticizing food, it's going to be really hard for us to make better choices because we're in our emotions, right? We're emotional versus logical. And, you know, the, the best example is that um, I used to coach fitness, fitness competitors. And many of you um, I've known, I've met you in the fitness competitor space. And I remember peanut butter. Peanut butter used to be this thing that like, if you talked about peanut butter, they'd be like, oh my God, peanut butter. And people would have like a pretty much an out-of-body experience when you talked about peanut butter. And so I was like, what is it about peanut butter? They were just like, peanut butter, oh my God, peanut butter. And people would be like, I can just eat a whole jar. And it's because they put food on this, like this peanut butter was like up on this like pedestal. I think about it like, um, do you ever see the movie uh, Lion King and like um, Mufasa holds like holds up his son? Like that's what peanut butter was for these people. And so we have to stop putting food in the pedestal. Again, peanut butter. I haven't heard of a peanut shortage. I mean, if the, the day there's a peanut shortage, put it on a pedestal and like you know, eat it like caviar. But we have to stop romanticizing food so that we can start to get to a, get to a point where, where we're like, you know what? I can have a teaspoon of peanut butter and I'm okay. I don't need to have the whole jar. I can have whatever it is that food that you think is like, oh, and I can have that and not make it be crazy, right? So it goes back to like making the choice of that. And it's not gonna be this overnight thing. You know, easy is earned. And so we need to start to, start to just kind of instilling in ourselves that mindness so we can start to figure out how do we navigate that five to seven zone. And we need to do this is because it's the excess calories that is giving us the belly fat, right? Some of us will undereat or will overeat. And people, when you estimate their calories, people will estimate their calories are anywhere from 20 to 50% off. 20 to 50% off they are with their calories. And it's not just junk food. 
like I was guilty of eating, like I overate, but I overate really healthy food. And it's really easy to be like, if you would look at my, if you would look at my food log, you would never say Kim was eating Skittles and movie popcorn and cheesecake. Like everything was pretty healthy. And so the body fat you're seeing, it's excess, it's stored energy. And we need to use that excess energy in our body. And we need to start teaching our body how to use that excess energy. Because right now we've taught our body that we're always going to, we're like a, um, if we're a car, I don't know about you, but I don't get gas until like my car, like has a yellow light that says it's time to get gas. And before I was that car that like, I would drive five miles, time to get gas, drive five miles, time to get gas. Like we need to start teaching our body that we need to start burning the, the gas we have in the tank versus always putting more gas uh, into the tank. So we have to start thinking about how do I shift that so that we can start adding more space in our food, not always filling our tanks and just knowing ourselves that we don't have to be in a situation where there's food that I have to eat. I'm not saying like starve yourself. I'm just saying, you know what? Ask the question, am I hungry? Like it's just simple. Am I hungry? That's a hard fucking question because we've been socialized that everyone's eating. I have to eat too. Well, do you have to eat everything everyone else is eating? Or can you just eat till you're, you, you are full? You know, um, the other thing we're socialized is I got to eat everything on my plate. Do you? Or is it just like, you know, and I think I've told you guys this story before, but my mom, um, when she was a kid, her grandmother was like a hard ass and they had to like finish their plate. Like they couldn't leave unless they finished their plate. And if you didn't finish your plate, my, my great grandmother would save it, put it in the refrigerator. This is before the microwave and serve it to you like every meal until you finish your plate. And I'm grateful for that because my mom's like, I'm never going to make my kids do that. And so, you know, if you think about it, every generation, it was a starving family in some world, in some part of the country, India, Africa, China, somebody was starving and you were contributing to it because you didn't finish your plate. So we have to start thinking about how do I, how I start tapping into my food, my body fat, my body fat storages, and how do I start making better um, choices, better decisions? Like instead of saying, this is where I am. So... If I'm at the Cheesecake Factory, I have cheesecake. If I'm at the movies, I have this. Where it's like, you know what? Do I even want cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory? Do I want popcorn? Or is it because I'm just here? I start to think about how do we start to stop living in that, in that, in that moment? And just know yourself to know like what satisfies you. Like what makes, what's satisfying and satiating for you versus what's just kind of a, you know, I'm in this place and I have, have a trigger cue. Um, and so I'm going to give you some homework, right? Your homework here is we have the, we have the holidays coming up, you know, and what are you thinking? Right. It is, this is probably the first holiday that there's, you know, no mask, there's no, uh, you know, vaccine card restraints. There's really no, nothing keeping you from doing a, I'm going to call it normal, traditional holiday. So, you know, what are you thinking? You know, what are you, are we going to be making choices, choices, or are you going to be making decisions that it's, it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or the holiday season, let it all fly. Right. So that it, this is the perfect time to practice, right? No one is going to, you know, it's, 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 it's a practice, right? So it's a way for us to like, say like, okay, I can go into this season and not be buck wild. I can go into the season and realize that I own the decisions. I can make, I can make choices. And, and if you do make a choice of having an indulgent, don't have it have meeting, right? It's like that happened. I can do a little like, why did that happen? And then I can move on. Right. So it's like our goal here is like I need if I am someone who's overeating too many calories, I need to figure out what's happening. I also need to say, you know, am I that person who just is always filling my tank without letting my tank get a little empty? 
you know, can I surf the hunger? You know, I ate by the clock. Anybody eat by the clock? I ate by the clock for a long time. And then now it's like, I just surf my hunger and I can say, you know, can I eat now? Could I go 30 minutes? And then I'm like, yeah, I could go 30 minutes. And then I know that that it's more of a, maybe it's something I'm doing. Maybe I'm sitting here typing something that I don't want to work on. And so I'm like, if I get a snack, it'll, it'll suck less. No, it's still going to freaking suck. So, you know, we have to start to thinking about how do I add more space in there and how do I make better choices about it, it could be my workouts. It could be anything because we're never going to be motivated all the time. I'm not, not at all, but it, I make choices, right? So what does it take to be successful? It's not about having a fixed plan. It's about having a flexible strategy, a strategy that ebbs and flows with you. And I think some of you have heard me talk about this. I talk about seasons, right? We all have different seasons in our life and they don't have to correspond to the, the nature season, but we all have seasons. We have seasons where we're a little bit busier. We have little seasons where we have a little bit more space. So we need to be able to have a approach that ebbs and flows with our seasons so that we're never feeling like, because I can't get in all these pieces in, I suck and I'm, my, I'm going to put myself up on the shelf because I see it happen over and over and over again. And we need to just be okay with like, sometimes I can't do everything I want to do and that's okay. Um, and, and that's okay. And be all right with it. And knowing that you're not going to lose the results, know that it's a series of choices, right? So when I showed you that slide, like choices are, we talk about mindset, right? What is my, how am I seeing this? Then we talk about nutrition, right? What are the varying pieces? Like, you know, what does all the, you know, proteins, carbs, fats, you know, is it, is it a macro thing? Is it a calorie thing? Exercise, strength training versus cardio. Um, it's, you know, a three phase, it's like three phases of looking at all of those pieces. Then it's like, okay, what is my code? What can I hold myself accountable to on a day in and day out basis? And then what does consistency look like for me? Like, how can I build these strong routines that are pretty much unblowable, right? That it doesn't take one little thing to go wrong in my life that I'm like, that's it. See, exactly. This is why I can't do it. Hi, I'm a 600 pound life. Yeah. Are you guys taking applications? Cool. Give me like a couple of months. I think I'll be there. Right. So we, we have to give ourselves grace. That's the biggest thing in the choices. Give ourselves grace because we all fuck up. We all do. And it's all right. Just acknowledge that you are going to do that. And just be done with dieting. Like I'm done with dieting. I don't want to ever weigh and measure anything I put in my mouth again. And if that's what you want to do, great. If that makes you feel happy on the inside, rock on with your bad self. But you don't have to do that to be successful, right? You know, at the beginning, the strategy is going to feel awkward, right? It's going to be like learning um, a new language. I'd love to learn Spanish. I'd love to be fluent in Spanish. I can order a drink and go to the bathroom, but that's about it. So we have to like understand that I'm going to, it's going to be awkward in the beginning, but eventually you're going to be like, you know what? This feels like this is my life. This is just what I do. And I don't have to overthink anything. Like you're no longer, see, you know, you're no longer at the grocery store, like trying to figure out like, what do I need to get? You just go in and you're just like, this is, um, this is, this is what I do. And you come to terms that like easy is earned. Like it's not this like slam, the slam dunk thing. And, you know, you know that like, you, you like kiwis or you like eggs. Like, it's not like this is what you um, specifically have to eat over and over and over again. Like you have the flexibility. Like, you know, you're like, this is, these are the, the things that I know I need to make me feel satisfied. And you know that what, what a workout looks like for you. We've tailored it. So you're like, all right, I know that if I get this minimum in, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. And I'm on my way to whatever it is that your goal is. And, you know, this, you know, most programs, they tell you, they're like, you need to have six eggs for breakfast and then a kiwi and then strawberries. And you know what, like what happened? I remember when I was coaching um, a competitor and I was like, all right, you can have a kiwi or a grapefruit. 
They didn't have either. She was in a freaking tailspin. She texted me like 40 times, like, they don't have either. They don't have either. And I was like, whoa, I can't do that anymore. Like, this is a grown ass woman and she was in a tailspin over fruit. I'm like, I can't do that to people anymore. So, you know, it's not going to be exactly what it is. Like, fruit, have one. It's great. Any fruit that's in your freaking grocery store, you know, it could be in a can, it could be frozen. As long as it's fruit, I'm ecstatic. And so you don't feel it. And I don't want you to feel like you have to do everything the right way. So it's not for you if you feel like you need to do everything the right way. So to be successful, you got to be serious, right? It, this isn't dabbling. This isn't dabbling. This is like, I want to be done once in for good. Um, you have to be, um, you have to be coachable, right? This is for someone who is responsive feedback. You're going to get feedback and you have to say, okay, I'm going to get this feedback and I'm going to take the action based on the feedback or I'm going to ask a question, right? You just can't be like, oh, maybe, I don't know. You know, this isn't like I talked about the GPS where it's like, I'm GPS, I'm Waze. I'm going to be like, hey, we're going to make a right-hand turn here. And you can't be like, well, I don't know, the right-hand turn, but I don't know, I'm not going to make the right-hand turn. I'm just going to keep going straight. So it's like, we have to be coachable so that we're determined that we're going to, we're going, we're going to get out of this. We got to do the work right? It's not just signing up for a program and then being like, it's going to magically wash over me and belly fat will just dissipate away. It's like, we need to take the, take the feedback and apply. These are like experiments, right? We're doing an experiment and we're like, okay, we're going to take these two steps and you're going to reply, report back. Did it work? Okay, great. It didn't work. All right. Try tweaking this. Oh, work. Great. We're going to stick with that. That's going to stay in your bucket. And then we're going to move on to the next thing. The other thing, running your own race. Like the biggest thing I, I hate is when people are like, compare themselves to one ghost of Christmas past. And when I mean ghost of Christmas past, ghost of Liza past, ghost of Cheryl past, ghost of Jackie past. You're not the same person. You know, Cheryl five years ago is different than Cheryl today. Because five years ago, Cheryl, you had different things. You had different priorities. You had different things going on in your life. Now you're like Cheryl today. is like, you know what? And you, you might look back at Cheryl five years ago and be like, damn. How did she do all that? Because I know I looked back at Kim five years ago and I was like, damn, how did I do all that? And I don't want to go back to that. I like my simple life. I mean, COVID was a godsend for me. It made me get even more simpler. So, you know, we have to start thinking about comparing ourselves to what we were before, but also looking out and being like, how come she's doing that? And how come they're doing that? And she's doing this and I should be, no, you blinders, put your blinders on and be like, how do I run my own race? So I can finally like, get my shit done and finally know me, know what's going to work best for me. And then lastly, I have to learn from my mistakes, right? We're going to trip, we're going to fall. And I want to look back and be like, oh, that was a giant rock I tripped over. Or what are the roadblocks that always seem to come up? And how do I start to, when I start to see those roadblocks coming my way, know I can like navigate around it or dig myself under it or jump uh, right over it, right? So it's like, how do I learn from from my mistakes so that we can start making revisions based on what we've already done. And, you know, seeing this, um, a, a mistake seeing a, is as a temporary thing. It's not a permanent, it's not a permanent thing and start to apply like what I call if then thinking, right? So it's like, if my boss tells me I need to work late and I was planning to go to the gym, then I would do this. If I was planning to work out in the morning, and I overslept, or I just had a night before, then I will do this. So we're, we start to think ahead as to like scenarios that regularly pop up. And we all have them. You know, if my kid gets sick, what will I do? If I can't make it to the grocery store on a day that I plan on going to the grocery store, what will I do? I live in New England. If it snows, what will I do? Right. So we kind of already start to have those like little scenarios already pre built, like pre banked into our mind. Um, when I worked in um, marketing, like we used to have like these like scripts that we would give our interns to like reply back to like certain, like, you know, we would get the same damn questions over and over and over again about our product. And it was these little scripts that we were like, if they ask about product Z, send them this. If they ask about product B, send them this. And so it would be the same thing here. Like, how do I start to apply those same scripts when the same shit, like if you guys think about it, the same shit always pops up. It's like, okay, um, maybe, you know, snow, for, me, for me, snow, snow, snow comes. 
and I plan to go to the gym in the morning. Do I really, really want to shovel my car out and then shovel my car back in? No. So how can I work out at home? Right. Or can I shift the day if it's just a one time, one day snow event? Right. So start thinking in terms like that. And so those are the, those are the things that are going to happen in the belly fat code that it's, it's big picture thinking. Like it's wondering, like, how do we put this? How do we put this all together? And the first place is mindset. It's like uncovering your mindset so that we know how to speak to it. Right. If you tell me, Kim, you know, Liza said she's a roadblock person. Great. We're going to talk about roadblocks. Cynthia said the same thing. Like we're going to figure out, okay, what are the roadblocks that always pop up for you? So we can start to circumnavigate that. I know, you know, Cynthia, for Cynthia, a lot of her roadblocks are, you know, her parents, her crazy, they're crazy. I mean, love them. Her mom's fabulous, but she's crazy. And so how does she deal with her crazy parents? Um, the other is, you know, the other is like, what the fuck do I eat, right? How do we navigate like, okay, many of us, like, how do we look at our carbs? How do we look at our fats? How do I look at our proteins and start to really navigate that without having to fear, micromanage every little piece of food that um, goes in your mouth. But also how does sleep and stress feed into what do you put into your mouth? And then we're gonna create our code, right? What's realistic for you? What are you excited about? What can we make a plan for? And ultimately we want this to be sustainable. Not this, like I can do this for 30 days. And then I'm like, what happens on day 31? It's like, what happens on day 200? And you're like, I'm, I'm doing this. And I'm just making some of these minor, um, uh, minor alterations to it. And then finally, like we get to that place where it's consistency. You're like, it feels effortless. Like I don't think about it. You know, when I, uh, my schedule is so, like, I've just, it's just what I do. Like, I don't even think about like, oh, I need to eat like this. And I know it's just like, this is how everything kind of just lays out and it makes it really simple and easy without having to like, be like, wait, hang on. Let me get my, let me get my notebook. Okay. I could have, I, oh, I could have blueberries on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And then on Thursday, I can, no, no, that's too much. That's absolutely too much thinking. So it's a 12 week program and it starts on November 14th. So it's a week from, from now, a week from now. And so what's included, right? So we get a, um, we get a kickoff call. Hold on, let me stop sharing my screen. All right, so what's included? So we, what's gonna happen is you're gonna get, we're gonna get a kickoff call together. Everyone's gonna fill out a evaluation form. And then in the evaluation form, you're gonna say, you know, what you're working on, what you're focused on. And then based on that, we'll have a kickoff call where taking all that feedback and say, okay, this is what the program is going to include plus the curriculum that I've already laid, the curriculum I've already laid out. We'll have that, and we'll have that one strategy call as a group. Then individually, you will get one call each month, private strategy call for us to say, okay, Cheryl, we talked about, this is what your strategy is, and we're going to apply it to you. And then this is your homework. And then you go off to your homework and then once the next month, we'll have a call to be like, all right, this, how did you apply your homework and how's it going? But in between there, we'll have um, weekly calls and based on the people who join the program, but we could call and we'll come up with a, a schedule that works. Um, and it'll be based on the curriculum, but also based on things that you've brought to me from either your check-in or from your, um, from the intake form that you said we wanted, you wanted to make sure that we talk about. Um, and we have weekly calls, uh, monthly we'll have a private call, and then we'll, we'll also have access to me through a Facebook group. Um, also, um, there's a new app that I've been using um, on your phone, it's called Volley, so that you can actually leave me a voice memo. Um, and that way I can voice memo you back. So uh, if that makes it easier for you to just ask a quick question. Um, I know for some people, you know, Facebook's not their jam, um, but if Facebook's not your jam, there's another option for you that if you don't want to do um, Facebook, if, if you don't choose to do um, Facebook. But yeah, so the, but the thing of it is here, you have to apply, right? I'm doing applications because I only want to work with people who are like, Kim, I'm ready to put my blinders on. I'm ready to just 
take go heads down. I'm sick of dealing with all of the bullshit that I've been dealing with all along. And I want to figure out how to get this God, uh, this belly fat gone. Cause I know that's how I felt. And I went down the rabbit hole for a lot of things. And finally, I feel like after, you know, seven years, I finally, like, finally, like, I remember my doctor told me, she's like, write down everything you're doing, Kim, because at some point, someone's going to ask you, what are you doing? And I think this is the first time I felt like I could say it with intelligence of what I've been doing and know that what's all the freaking punches that I've taken along the path to get, uh, to get here. So applications are open, um, until Sunday for early action. And then if you do that, you'll save a hundred dollars. Um, oh, I forgot to tell you the best part. I forgot to tell you the best part. The best part is when you finish the, the course, you'll get a hundred dollars back, but you got to finish it. And I will know if you didn't finish it. So if you finish it, you get a hundred bucks back. So you save a hundred dollars um, if you join by Sunday. So I need your application by Sunday. I'm going to be sending out the email tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's Friday. I'm sending out the email tomorrow with the application and all that. Sending your application. The application takes six minutes. It, I, it's not like it's not applying to Stanford. Not at all. Not at not at all. Um, and you can't have someone make you on the crew team in order to get in. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take those kind of applications that you have your fake picture on a crew picture. Um, we're not doing that, but yeah. So if you join by Sunday, you save hundred bucks. And for everyone who does the program, you, um, finish the program, you get hundred bucks back. Um, also I'm throwing in some bonuses, um, but I'm going to, you know, that's going to be a surprise. So it's like, I'm like Santa or Hanukkah, Harry or Kwanzaa Chris. I want to make sure I'm all, all comers. I think I fit every religion. Um, if I missed a religion, that one too. Um, so yeah, so that is all I have for you guys right now, but, um, was this, did, you know, interesting for you? Did anyone have any questions uh, that I can answer about anything? Uh, I do. Yes, my love. Okay. Legend has it. Once you hit menopause. <laughs> Why does our body still retain body fat? So it's, your body still retains body fat because also one calories, right? If I am eating more calories than my, my body burns. So I'm making this number up because you know I hate math. So if my body requires me to have 2000 calories just to live, this is to blink my eyes, to have my heart beat, just to live and it takes me 2000 calories. If I'm eating 5,000 calories, I'm having 2,000 extra calories that my body's like, you know what? We're going to use this for a rainy day and we're just going to stuff it into the attic. And for as long as I eat in excess of 2,000 calories, my body's just going to always throw it into the attic for, for a rainy day. And then as women, what happens is that typically we store our body fat in our butt and our hips. But then as we hit 35-ish, um, we start, our estrogen and progesterone starts to get a little wonky. So our body starts to shift our um, body fat up into our abdominal region because our, as a woman, our job is to procreate. So our body, because estrogen isn't always in a consistent flow in order for us to um, ovulate, it will make estrogen from your body. And so to do that, it pushes it up by your organs to create the faux estrogen. <laughs> I do have a food baby. <laughs> if, yeah. Anyone like the average age of menopause is is in the US is 51. So roughly 10 to 13 years before that age, you are perimenopause. So like when everyone says menopause, it's literally the, the peri that causes most of us to like bang our head up against the wall. Because menopause is literally a one day event and then it's done. 
You didn't get your period for 12, 12 months in a day. You're in menopause and then you're postmenopausal. But like menopause is kind of like that giant, like think I think of it as like a giant bucket. It's like, you know how candy is just a giant bucket and candy could be like sweet tarts. It could be like Skittles. It could be like uh, chocolate. That's what menopause is. This is giant bucket. It could be the perimenopausal stuff and the postmenopausal stuff. So yeah, that's why we have a food baby. So for us as women, for us, for those of us who are in that perimenopausal, postmenopausal stage, it's us finding our food balance. And, you know, as we look at life, what's my activity level compared to what I used to be? And, you know, our calories kind of creep up a little bit because if we're very active. So if, like I said, if 2000 calories was for me, just breathing, if I know that like, you know, you're, you're, you know, walking 10,000 steps every day, you're exercising, you're doing this, you're doing this, like the calorie level does increase. But at the same time, we have to look at, you know, what are those extra things that we're doing and finding that like tipping point. Hmm. Mystery solved. Thank you. Yeah, I know. We're fucking complicated. Seriously. And then, you know, maybe like if, if this happened to men, I'm sure there'd be a pill. I mean, look, this is Viagra. So if this happened to men, it would definitely be a pill. Yeah. Well, you know, men just fart during the night and they drop 10 pounds <laughs> this is true oh and they walk past the weight rack and they put on 10 pounds of muscle so like yeah they, they suck <laughs> and we walk past the we walk past the loaf of bread and we put on you know 10 pounds yeah anyone else got something else for me All right, cool. So, um, like I said, I will send out the replay tomorrow. And if anyone has any questions, you know how to reach me. I'm, I'm reachable. All right, enjoy the rest of your week. It's supposed to be awesome here in New England. So get outside. <laughs> See you guys.